0: Love, talk Radio.
1: And this is the Jets podcast preview show on fansfavorite.com. Uh, the New York Jets, week 9 back into divisional um, games in the AFC East. They are on the road at South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins who are 4 and 4 in the New York Jets right now. Three and five. Along with Rick Lachlan. I'm Daniel Foyerstein. Rick, as we get ready here on the Jets podcast preview show on 247sports.com, you know, the one thing that this New York Jets team, I believe, has been lacking uh, has been basically penalties. They have not been disciplined enough. They've lacked the discipline to start these games. They've put themselves behind the eight ball early in these games and it's been tough for them to get back into the swing of things and uh, sadly Rick, that's what happens when you lose these games late because even though you're trying to come back it's not good enough because of the pre-snap penalties and even penalties when you're kicking off the ball
0: and look, when the Jets are down as many weapons as they are, especially on the offensive side of the ball, this this is a big week, of course, with the news breaking. Robbie Anderson didn't practice up until Thursday. Today, he was seen by Eric Allen, the New York Jets.com beat reporter, working on the side with trainers. So at least that's a positive sign that he may return to the lineup. Quincy and of course, uh, he looks to be a game time decision. So, given the fact that the Jets are down so many weapons, they, they have a razor thin margin for victory. We saw the turnover buck bite them in week seven against the uh, Minnesota Vikings with Sam Darnold probably playing arguably his worst game as a professional. And then last week, again, you just saw Darnold looked a little gun shy. Offense coordinator Jeremy Bates was not very inventive with the offense, they were predictable. They had a stretch of nine straight three and outs spanning the second and third quarters. And, you know, when essentially you don't have much offensive firepower, you have to make plays on the defensive side of the ball to change field position, to force turnovers. And you need one of your playmakers to, to break a big one to create a scoring play. The Jets just not have not had that the past couple of weeks. And I look no further than the running game, which really has been non-existent. And you would hope now with Elijah McGuire, they've, they've activated him, and he's likely to play. Maybe he'll get between five to ten carries in this game. The Jets need some kind of spark, whether it's Elijah McGuire getting activated, whether it's Robbie Anderson's ankle healing up and him getting back in the fold, and or Quincy Inouye, the Jets need a spark, and they need it bad, particularly on the offensive side of the ball, if they hope to avoid their second, third game streak of the season.
1: Absolutely, Rick, and that's the one thing I think this Jets team needs to realize, that You know, you're hoping to get some healthy bodies back. Once again, Bilal Powell is done for the year uh, with the neck surgery that he had, the bulging disc in his neck that he received uh, in the Week uh, 7 matchup against Minnesota. Uh, Thankfully, it was not a career-ending surgery or a career-ending situation for him. He'll just be be missing the rest of this season. Uh, But, you know, once again, you're, you're hoping for something dynamic to happen for the Jets, and especially in the passing game. And both Quincy Inunua and Robbie Anderson are those important cogs in this Jets team that helps Sam Darnold flourish and, of course, helps the Jets get wins. Now, once again, we're not poo-pooing Elijah McGuire, nor are we poo-pooing Crowell, Isaiah Crowell. But once again, this Jets team needs their dynamic players to go out there. If they don't have their dynamic players, Rick, um, it's going to be tough sledding for this Jets team to do anything in the, in the rest of this regular season, especially in divisional games. And as you've said eloquently, you know, throw out the records. Throw them out the window. Something screwy is going to happen. Everything and anything happens in the AFC East whenever these divisional games do get underway. And once again, Rick, um, for the Miami Dolphins – no Ryan Tannehill, and we found out the real reason why, because of the, the matchup against the uh, Cincinnati Bengals. Ryan Tannehill has a, a sprained shoulder, and that's why Brock Osweiler will be under center.
0: And look, again, you know, this is a Jet game that, do we expect them to make the playoffs? Absolutely not. I still think that you look at these next two weeks, if they're at least hoping to stay in the chase and in the conversation for a wild card spot. These are two must-win games heading into that bye week, of course, that's uh, in the week 11 bye. And ultimately, this is a Jet team that this is not about this year. It's about next year in the development of Sam Darnold. But you can't throw him out there time and time again without any offensive weapons, uh, a wide-receiving core that's been just ravaged by injury. You Look at Robbie Anderson, Quincy Anunua Terrell Pryor, who – Going back a couple of weeks, I said the Jets are going to rue the day that they released him. Now, of course, he signed with the Buffalo Bills. He had some negative things to say about the coaching staff and being underutilized. And he's certainly going to be playing with a chip on his shoulder when the Jets take on Buffalo next week. But nonetheless, I mean, I understand why Mike McKagan is not uh, pulling a Dallas Cowboy move where he's trading a first-round pick for Amari Cooper or they're trying to go all in on a top-wide receiver or running back. I agree with that strategy but I still think that uh, the way this Jet team is built, they don't have that quality depth at wide receiver. They needed somebody to step in in the absence of Anunua, in the absence of Robbie Anderson, and nobody has really come to the forefront to uh, take the gauntlet and, and try to run with it. So in my mind, again, you know, Sam Darnold, you just hope that his confidence, and I don't think it is, that his confidence isn't shaken based on the last two weeks being down, no weapons, they combined for only 128 rushing yards in those two t- contests, And to me, there's no coincidence. There's a common thread with Jet victories is that they're clicking in the passing game. They're clicking in the running game because the opposition's plan is pretty clear with the Jets roster and injury status constituted the way it is. They're just stacking the box. They're forcing Darnold to throw to the outside to these no-name receivers, and they're not going to let the Jets beat them in the running game. And Miami did that of course, in week two when the Jets were healthy and they were able to lock down a lot of these wide receivers. So you can only imagine now returning to Hard Rock Stadium at home how much of an extra boost that Miami defense will get this week. So if you're a Jet fan, you'd only hope that Jeremy Bates and the offensive coaching staff learn from some of the missteps in that week two loss, and they devise a unique game plan that's going to try to neutralize that Miami pass rush that just ransacked Sam Darnold in week two and find ways to run the ball effectively, run pass option, wildcat, wide receiver reverse. They have to into that playbook and we've been asking for it during this two games losing streak and they haven't they've failed to do so, but they're going to have to find creative ways to matriculate the ball downfield because if Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunua don't play in this game, uh, this is going to be the onus is going to be strictly on the coaching staff to try to basically scheme their way downfield and keep Sam Darnold protected in the pocket.
1: And I think all we're asking for, Rick, is occasionally a trick play, a gadget play, something that makes Miami to think a little bit, to go out there and to try and find a way to get a win. That's all we're asking for is to find a way to get a win. And if you're going to have to go outside the box, you're going to have to go outside the box and do something. Look, you know, if you're not going to have either Robbie Anderson or Quincy Nuna or both of them, if they're not going to be available for this game – and Todd Bowles has said to the media that this is a game-time decision for both Anderson and Inunua to be available for this coming Sunday. You know what? Who do you have you know, as your tight ends? I mean, once again, Herndon, Tomlinson. They've got uh, you know, length in, in, in height. You've got depth a little bit in your tight ends. You can go with a two-tight end formation. It's legal. Go ahead and try that. Put two tight ends out there. One will block. The other one will be your wide out. Or at least make a tight end into a wide receiver and just tell the referee that he is eligible. Just report him as an eligible receiver to be allowed to go down the field and make a play. That's all we're asking for. That's all we want to see is to see some trickery. Some trickery. Make the Dolphins think. Because once again, look at Brock Osweiler right now. Now, obviously he wants to be the starter because of the injury to Ryan Tannehill, but if you can throw some doubt into Brock Osweiler's head to just mix it up, make him think, oh, I've got to work harder now because now we're down by two or three scores. We're down by ten points. It's a two-score game. We can't make it to a three-score game. I have to go out there. I have to throw the ball. I've got to do this. I've got to do that. If you put doubt into Brock Osweiler's head, the defense will make sure that they will either sack him or pick him off or force a fumble, because if you can throw a little bit of doubt into the opposition's quarterback, then for sure, for sure, Rick, you're going to get a victory in week nine, and you and the Dolphins will both be tied on record and tied on divisional record as well against each other.
0: Oh, and that, you know, that would be fantastic. And this is a week where we mentioned about a noon one, Anderson, Tremaine Johnson, the Jets shut down cornerback, who's been missing the the past few weeks. He is expected to be in the lineup. And also Rontez Miles, who was of course shelved with an injury. He's expected back. He's off the PUP list. So the Jets, it looks like reinforcements are coming. If they're not in full fledged uh you know, a hundred percent this week is certainly in the weeks to come, they're going to get the reinforcements back. But Tremaine Johnson is a key piece in that secondary that can lock down a top receiver and I also think that, uh, you know, Elijah McGuire, look, he was a versatile back last year. He was effective in the passing game. He had 167 yards receiving. In the in the rushing game, he had 388 yards rushing. So he's a guy that, you know, Crowell, look, he, he's a back that can carry the ball 20 to 25 times. He may average only, uh, you know, 3.8 yards per carry, but he can break one at any time. I think that McGuire is more versatile. You can use him in run pass options And he will add a nice dynamic to this Jet offense. But, again, the Jets are very much alive in the playoff chase. I mean, we've seen how topsy-turvy the NFL is week to week in the AFC. I mean, just go back a couple of weeks when the Miami Dolphins were leading this division and and see where they are right now with a loss, as you mentioned, to the Jets. Uh, Both teams would be tied at identical records with a win apiece against each other. So the Jets could – entering their bye week with a win over Buffalo, assuming they win this Sunday, enter in sole possession of second place in the AFC East. But again, for me, this is a week where you look for the team to take a major step forward. If you're a a Jet fan, you're a Jet player, they have to have revenge on their mind because if they have any realistic chance of just staying competitive uh, into November and December, they can ill afford to get swept by an AFC East rival. They have to, at the very least, aim to split against the Patriots and Dolphins, and if if possible, try to sweep the Buffalo Bills to give themselves a realistic chance at perhaps nine wins. Because look, a loss this week, they fall to three and six. You talk about a razor-thin margin margin for victory or for the playoffs. The Jets would essentially have to win out the remaining seven games to even give themselves a puncher's chance at ten wins. With a with a likely head-to-head loss to the Miami Dolphins, to try to get in the playoffs. So. For me, this is a game where I think that Brock Osweiler, he's had some good moments, he's had some bad moments. I think the Jets, over the course of Osweiler's head-to-head matchups with him, they've really had his number, and that's one of the reasons why I expect this to be a relatively low-scoring game. I predicted in our pick segment for it to be 20-16 to in favor of the Jets, and I still feel they just need that added little oomph and and uh, a pep in their step and get one of these guys back healthy on the field, whether it's Anderson and Anua, and if they get both of those guys back healthy, and even if Tremaine Johnson is there to play 50% of the snaps, I think that could be enough for the Jets to get back in the win column. And when you have a a wide receiver like Robbie Anderson, even if he's in there as a decoy, I mean, I know he relies so heavily on his speed and athleticism, and it's clear that he wasn't practicing this week, he's not going to be 100% healthy, but even lining him up out there in, you know, out wide, allowing for the secondary to try to uh, you know account for him, that's going to open so much up in the passing game for Sam Darnold. So even if the Jets aren't going to use him on 100% of the snaps, put him out there, let him just run fly routes, even if he's 50 75%. This way he'll get back in the game, teams have the game plan for him, and the Jets' offense will stop being so predictable. And for Jet fans, we won't have to see those three and outs time and time again on Sunday.
1: Absolutely, Rick. And, you know, the one thing, let's uh, get already the injury report. Uh, Tight end, excuse me, tight end Neil Sterling is out with a concussion. Uh, We already talked about uh, Tremaine Johnson, his quadricep. Uh, He's doubtful, along with linebacker Kevin Pierre-Louis with the foot. Uh, Wide receiver kick returner Andre Roberts questionable after tweaking his back uh, during practice on Thursday. He sat out today. Hopefully he'll be ready to go on Sunday. We'll see what happens. Also questionable are nose tackle Steve McClendon with an ankle and linebacker Frankie Louvu with his neck. So hopefully Louvu—I mean, which I enjoyed him during the preseason—and of course he uh, was cut, but brought back to the practice squad. And hopefully Louvu will get an opportunity to go back out there, and uh, we'll see what happens in Week Nine. But once again, Rick, uh, you know, there's, there's no doubt about what we are seeing with this Jets team. We know that Sam Darnold is the goods. We know that Sam Darnold is truly the Jets franchise quarterback. We know that Darnold so far, while he's taken probably some solid shots, I think you can tell right off the bat that he's not phased one bit. I know people are very scared of seeing him getting hammered hard. And we all know that the NFL, you know, it's going to happen. You're going to get one solid shot that could knock a quarterback out a.k.a. Brian Tannehill, right now. But I think right now what we're seeing is Sam Darnold, while the throws have been somewhat questionable when he gets picked off or when he's rushing a throw, goes off the back foot, nine times out of ten, Darnold has actually been very good as a starting quarterback in this league. We know he's still a rookie. He's going to take his bumps and bruises. He's going to have his indecisions. He's going to have one of those poor throws. But overall, Rick, I think Sam Darnold right now has proven he is the franchise quarterback of the New York Jets.
0: Yeah, and look, there's no question that for him to have the mental fortitude and strength to be thrown into the fire three games in 11 days to start the season, all the injuries that he's had to the offensive side of the ball, running back, wide receiver, tight end, offensive line, you name it, all these pieces that were supposed to be – there to protect him and provide him with playmaking have got slowly just withered away and gone down due to injury. And even with a fully stocked roster, without any injuries, this team was expected to probably win between six to eight games at best. So he's done the the most that he could with marginal talent, a team that's just been ravaged by injury and he's shown the mental toughness and fortitude. He has one bad game against Minnesota, turns the football over, probably makes some throws that he would want back. He clearly watched the film and, and learned from it. And against the Chicago Bears, I felt like, you know, he did have the one fumble. But aside from that, you know, he didn't make any of the boneheaded throws. He did not turn the ball over passing. And he paid close attention to, you know, making the plays that were out there for him to make on the field. And unfortunately, due to injury, due to the lack of imagination by the coaching staff, the Jets just struggled to move the ball mightily against the Bears, producing only 10 points. But this week, another road game. Look, the Jets are 1-3 on the road so far this season. If Sam Darnold's going to answer a lot of those critics that say he's not the same quarterback on the road as he is at home – I think if he comes out and at least has some weapons at his disposal, I think he has a chip on his shoulder with something to prove that he indeed can be that quarterback in a hostile environment and take the Jets on the road and and win games. Because even though it's his rookie year, and I don't think much is expected of him, it's a developmental year from that standpoint. Some of these storylines, whether, you know, let's say he finishes two and six on the road this year, those storylines will follow him into next year. So the more he can answer a lot of these questions about some of his play on the road, the turnover bug that keeps plaguing him, if he can show that he's slowly but surely correcting some of those mistakes he's making, that's going to give the Jets and their fans and the utmost confidence that this is their guy, because at least in my mind, I don't have any doubt remaining that Sam Darnold is the quarterback of the future and will be for the next 10 plus seasons. But you would just hope as a jet fan that the jets get some of these players back, get him a little bit of a confidence boost. And while it's not about the wins and losses this year, if they finish with seven wins, they finish with nine wins. For me, you want to see a building block for the future. You want to see Darnold to keep continuing to progress week by week and to improve week by week. But if he doesn't have the weapons around him and he doesn't have an offensive line that can protect him, he's not going to be able to develop any kind of consistency. So as we look to the offseason, of course, only at the midway point of this year, I think that has to be at the forefront of Mike Mcagnan's mind is do everything in his power to surround Sam Darnold with the best possible playmakers and protection in the offensive line. And I think we can finally fairly evaluate him next season once the Jets have some of these holes plugged on the roster. But what I've seen so far from Sam Darnold through eight games, I am just blown away at the professionalism he's shown the maturation and just the ability to shrug off a bad play, a bad game here and come back even stronger the next game. You, you don't see that for many rookie quarterbacks that step in and are thrown to thrown into the fire from day one.
1: Absolutely, Rick. And that's the one thing right now that we have to see what's going on. That's the one thing we have to see how it's going to happen. This New York Jets team, you hope that they're healthy enough uh, that they are going to be uh, going through, you have to hope that they are good enough to, uh, you know, be healthy and get this win. They they have to find a way to get through here and you know to give confidence to Sam Darnold as well. And that's the one thing I believe uh, that the Jets need to do out there. The Jets need to go out there and they have to play at their best, at their extreme best and do everything possible to get this win. There's no turning back now. Now, obviously, you know, Todd Bowles, he uh, talked to the media, and he believes they're not sacrificing uh, wins to help Sam Darnold develop. What you want to do is you want to see what this kid can do in a real situation. The season is still up for grabs. They still have a good opposition to face against, and at the same time, they have an opportunity to make a stand and to, and to make a statement. Because obviously, we all, everyone's hearing the grumblings from the fans. Obviously, there's been grumblings from us here at 24-7 Sports, from yourself, from, from me, uh, our fellow uh, writer, Michael Cohen. Because right now, Todd Bowles is not doing the job, nor is his coaching staff doing the job. Yes, it was great to see them go 2 and 1 in those in the three-game homestand, but now, you know, you got to make sure that you don't have another three-game loss, three-game losing streak because if you're going to go back to that, then what's the point? The idea is to avoid having another five-win season. And as of right now, they're teetering closer to that unless they find a way to get the job done starting this Sunday.
0: Yeah, and until the Jets get their receivers healthy, the offensive line playing together, they're just not going to develop any sort of consistency. I mean, you look at the season, it's win one game, lose three in a row, win two games, lose three in a row. In order to have that consistency week in and week out, you have to have the pieces around uh, Sam Darnold. And, I mean, look no further than the other team at the Meadowlands, that being the New York Giants. I mean, look how mightily they have struggled, one in seven, Eli Manning, I mean, I, I will be shocked if uh, this is not his last year. And you could frankly be coming down to his final few starts with the Giants because I fully expect Kyle Loletta, who had his own off-the-field problems, of course, with a arrest this week, to start the remainder of the season to see what he has uh, to offer the team before the Giants uh, move on from Eli Manning, whether that's in the form of trading him, releasing him. That remains to be seen. But right now, whether you're talking about the capturing the attention of football fans in the Newark area, if the Jets are continuing to trend and go down the road they are, where they're at with a young, exciting rookie quarterback, they continue to pile on wins. Even if they finish this year with seven, eight, or nine wins, this is going to be the the Jets' town for the taking because of the fact that the Giants are going to be in a full rebuild mode. They're going to have to retool the roster. There's questions about their first year coach and Pat Shermer, where we saw with Ben McAdoo, he had one fantastic year at 11 and 5, and then in his the second season was, was fired even before the end of the season. So we, the Giants, if you look to start a franchise today and, and you were a general manager or an ownership, and you said, Would I rather take over the Jets or the Giants right now? With the Jets having a settled quarterback situation, all the cap space and availability they have and, and roster flexibility, it's clearly the Jets. So they, they have all the opportunity in the world to, frankly, make the most of this with Sam Darnold and at only 22 years of age, entering next season. And that starts this week. You know, Again, they're facing a Dolphins team that, of course, has some stacked running backs, Kenyon Drake, Frank Gore, of course. Frank Gore had a, a career day against the Jets in that week Two, twenty 20 20-12 loss. The Jets suffered Danny Amendola, Devontae Parker. I mean, you know, this is no slouch of a team in the Miami Dolphins that before that game against that head-to-head game against the New England Patriots, I believe they lost 38-7 to 7 or something like that. Uh, they had an opportunity with the win up in Foxborough to take a stranglehold on the division, and it seemed like ever since they lost that game, the things just started spiraling out of control. And the Dolphins went into somewhat of a tailspin. But, you know, if they're able to win that game, who knows what happens with the division, uh, given the fact that the Patriots are playing the Green Bay Packers, which will be a very difficult game against Aaron Rodgers. But nonetheless, I I think everything is there for the Jets taking. I think they have to just continue developing and trending in the right direction. And that starts with developing some consistency. And you would hope that this week was the start of – potentially snapping a losing streak, building a two or three game winning streak and giving fans something to be excited for. Because again, uh, you know, I, I truly feel the Jets lose one, if not both of these next two games and you enter the bye week, just like you heard rumblings uh, from fans, from us covering the team about the Jets future and their coach. I think you're going to start hearing the, the, the calls for Todd Bowles' job because if the Jets are sitting at uh, three and seven, or dare I, say, uh, dare I say even four and six at the bye week, that's just not going to cut it for a lot of Jet fans that wanted this team to take that next step instead of uh, four or five wins. They wanted these seven or eight wins. And while this season is not going to be measured by wins and losses, I don't know many uh, Jet fans that are going to be happy with this team winning four or five games again, even though the roster has been just ravaged by injuries and you're dealing with a rookie
1: quarterback. And I agree with you there, Rick. Because once again, you know it's it's not the coach's fault that injuries happen. I know some people want, some fans want to uh, say it is, but it's really not. You know, th- does Todd Bowles intentionally, you know, get players hurt uh, when they try to uh, run with the ball or or try to make a play on the ball and they get tackled pretty hard? You know, it's a situation once again where. You, you know everyone's frustrated, and I understand Jeff fans are frustrated, and believe me, I'm just as frustrated you're frustrated everyone's frustrated as well. you're trying to see where what is going on, where is the development, where's the progress? Are we becoming a better team? When will that happen? The only way it's going to happen, Rick is basically these games in the in the division are going to have to be those types of games you're going to have to win, and like we've talked about um either off the air or when we're starting this podcast, when have you ever seen this Jets team only play one game in the first half of the regular season within the division, and the rest are going to start right now in this second half? Like you've said already, Miami this Sunday. Next Sunday, home to Buffalo. The following Sunday after that, bye week. The Patriots come at the end of November. Then you go into December you got to go on the road to Buffalo, and you finish off with your annual divisional match, uh, your divisional game in the end of the season back at Foxborough, where we don't know if that's going to be um, an opportunity for the Jets to at least be a wild card favorite if they, get, if they do get the wild card, or it's just a swan song saying goodbye. So all I can say is, is that, you know, for Todd Bowles, Now, we don't know if he'll keep his job at the end of the year. I know people want him fired now, but the point is this, Rick. He's not going to get fired now, and I think it's foolish to fire him in the middle of the year. I think if it doesn't end up the way it should, then he should lose his job or he should be fired at the end of the entire regular season.
0: And look, you you just took a a quick look ahead at the remaining Jets' schedule, and I'm looking at uh, the remaining... Eight games, and really the game against the Bills at home, uh, of course, in week 10, and then followed by the uh, final contest on the 9th of December against the Bills. Other than those two matchups with Buffalo, the Jets are going to be heavy underdogs against the remaining of their opponents, the Patriots twice the Titans, as well as the Packers and Texans. And even that game against the Texans, I mean, they look like a team that was going to be down and out after an own three start. And look how Bill O'Brien has gotten that team to rally. I think a lot of that was a product of Deshaun Watson getting healthy at the right time and trusting his uh, mobility and his ability to get outside the pocket. So the jets are going to have their hands full with the second half of the schedule. I mean, really the, the first half was probably the lighter as far as the strength of schedule is concerned. And now they're going to get into the meat potatoes of the schedule. So the jets are not going to have any, uh, you know, they're not going to have any layups, any easy games, and they're going to have to earn every victory that's out there. But I think if you're a jet fan, these next two weeks are absolutely critical because I think, if you were a Jet fan heading into the season and you looked ahead of the schedule and you saw that week uh, 11 bye, and you said the team could be 500 at that point, at least at least give themselves a puncher's chance uh, to finish 4-1 uh, and one or even 3-2, and two. I think most Jet fans would take that. So if you're, you're looking ahead of these next two games, the Jets can't look any further, of course, than the Miami Dolphins. But I like the Jets' chances of playing at home against the Buffalo Bills team with an unsettled quarterback situation. And I really do feel like if they get one and or more of these weapons on the offensive side of the ball back against Miami, I think that could be just enough to put them over the top, just enough to create enough running lanes to to make some headway. Because, again, we've seen when the Jets are down offensive weapons – that the running game is nowhere to be found. So they need that ability to stretch the field vertically. And I think Robbie Anderson, even at 75%, is better than any option the Jets have at this point because their leading receiver last uh, week against the uh, Chicago Bears, Deontay Burnett, uh, pretty much nobody had even heard of the guy and knew he was even on the roster. I mean, Adarius Stewart was a player the Jets released and didn't even really keep him on the roster and we talked about Charles Johnson, we talked about Trey McBride, both guys that were standout players during training camp were released and, and not brought on and kept on the team. And even a, a Daryl Roberts, a guy that's been explosive in the, in the kick return game, I don't know why the Jets won't give him an opportunity as a receiver or even in the running game to hand him the ball and see what he can do in open space. So I think the Jets coaching staff has a lot of work ahead of them and they have to find some creative ways to, to move the ball downfield. And I think they're going to get just enough firepower in the offense to do this in Week 9.
1: Well, ladies and gentlemen, this will do it for the Jets podcast preview show on 247sports.com. The New York Jets heading down to South Beach to take on the Miami Dolphins. You can watch it live at 1 o'clock Eastern Time on WCBS Channel 2. It should be exciting, as always, Jets, Dolphins. The fiercest rivalry, one of the fiercest rivalries in the NFL. For Rick Lachlan. I'm Daniel Feuerstein. Thank you very much for listening to our preview show today. And join us on Monday as we'll review this hotly contested matchup in the AFC East. For Rick Lachlan, I'm Daniel Feuerstein. And this has been the Jets podcast preview show on 247sports.com through blogtalkradio.com. We'll talk to you on Monday to review it. Bye-bye for now.